the Gilda's maximum lawyers community of legal entrepreneurs who are taking their businesses and lives to the next level. As a Guild member, you'll build relationships, be held accountable, and learn strategies specifically designed to get you unstuck and accelerate your plan for growth. Members are also granted exclusive access to masterminds hosted around the country. Our next event is coming up, and we're heading to Scottsdale, Arizona. There's something truly magical about the power of these in-person connections where real-time breakthroughs happen. Picture this. You're surrounded by like-minded law firm owners tackling your business and mindset challenges together. The energy is electric, the insights are transformative, and the results are game-changing. Investing in yourself is the best decision you'll ever make. The knowledge, strategies, and breakthroughs you'll gain are priceless assets that will supercharge your practice and propel you forward. Join the Guild and secure your ticket to Scottsdale at the best possible price by visiting maxlawevents.com. In today's episode, we're sharing a presentation from MaxLawCon 2022. Keep listening to hear Stephen McClelland as we share his talk, The Last Billable Hour. You can also head to the Maximum Lawyer YouTube channel to watch the full video. Now to the episode. Run your law firm the right way. This is the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. Maximum Lawyer Podcast. Your hosts, Jim Hacking and Tyson Mutrix. Let's partner up and maximize your firm. Welcome to the show. Well, this is succession planning. Before we uh, jump into it, I, I am excited. I'm honored to speak. I want to tell you a little bit about myself. I'm originally from uh, Kansas. So if you're from the West Coast, you probably flew over my very beautiful home state. And uh, I'm now in Arkansas. On the screen is my uh, my beautiful wife. It took me three years to get a first date with her. Three years. And finally, I wore her down and she said, uh, sure, I'll go on a date with you. <laughs> and so it worked out. And uh, as you can see, we have three daughters now, so it's getting pretty serious. And they are a ton, a ton of fun. So I really, when they were introducing me, uh, I do spend a lot of time as, uh, you know, the tea parties and and all that fun stuff. So yes, uh, like Tyson, I got my private pilot's license uh, a couple years ago. It's been a lot of fun. It was kind of a fun, I guess, the unicorn uh, space kind of thing uh, to try something new and get around and see the world from a, a different perspective. Uh, of course, uh, my wife had a, a different perspective on that too and was terrified by the idea of, of me flying. In fact, uh, that really kind of got me into thinking about succession planning because, you know, you, you hear a lot of stories. The last billable hour. So my, my wife was concerned. She, she said, look, okay, you're flying now. Listen, what happens if the power goes out in your plane? I thought that's a pretty fair question. I said, well, I've learned this. Uh, the plane actually has this dual magneto system. So it doesn't need, it doesn't need power. It can still operate if it, if it doesn't have power. And she goes, okay, well, what if the engine quits? And I said, okay, that's a problem. Probably going to land the plane like every pilot has ever landed a plane. It go, what goes up must come down. And, and I said, honey, a, um, a good landing is one you can walk away from. Uh, a great one is one you can reuse the plane, right? And so... <laughs> She didn't find much comfort in that. And she said, look, I really think you need to think more about this from uh, a succession planning. What, what would happen if you die? And I thought, that, that's fair. So that was kind of the, the reason I, I thought I need, I need to delve into this. I need to uh, put together uh, a plan. And I know succession planning is not uh, that hot of a topic, right? It's not something that we 
uh, get excited about, right? Everyone's here to learn how to grow their practice. They're thinking about how to get more employees, right? VAs, efficiency, all that good stuff. But the truth is, Stephen Covey said, you got to start with the end in mind. We do that when we implement a new system or a new app. And I can't think of a more end than actually the end, right? And I was surprised by how much we uh, actually spoke about death earlier uh, in the uh, discussion this morning. It's something that we all have to address. And I guess as an estate planning attorney, we have far horizons, right? We are always thinking about contingencies and the what ifs, right? That's really what gets clients into the door. That's what they appreciate, the fact that, that we do have a plan. So here we are. It's not to be morbid, but just to give some clarity on our life and our practice. If you do estate planning, this is just a great add-on that you can share with your, your clients. So here is a dumpster. In a lot of ways, uh, my state is very, very unique. The attorneys, there is some glory that they simply uh, die in the courtroom or die at their office. I don't know if your states are like that, but we have people that just will not give it up. We had a a gentleman in my uh, community. He was an attorney and he was uh, dying of cancer and was taking clients two weeks before he passed. This is just kind of a common thing I see. I don't don't know all the reasons behind it, but I I don't want to be working in my 90s as another gentleman is, uh, I think at some point you got to uh, go on to different different pastures. So we're going to talk about uh, that particular succession plan. But I, I have to tell you, uh, if we can go to the next slide, that I, the reason I am here is because of a succession plan. Many of us stand on the shoulders of giants that preceded us. It could have been a mentor. It could have been uh, some other attorney that you worked for. And that is Jim there in the middle. Uh, he was the giant uh, whose shoulders that I stood on. He brought me on in law school uh, to do estate planning. I I didn't even know what estate planning was when I was in law school. And he taught me everything he knew. And he had mentioned, well, I had this rare form of cancer that could come back in a few years. Uh, He said about five or 10 years. And sure enough, I remember the the fall day he came into the office. He said, Stephen, I just got back from the doctor. And they said, my cancer has come back. It is terminal. And they gave him about a year to live. And so it's a conversation that you have with someone, but it's hard to swallow, right? Uh, to ha- how that works. And so he basically said to me, he said, look, I have a year left. Uh, I want to spend it with my family. I want to travel until I get sick. I want to turn this over uh, to you. All of it is yours. And, and that was, we did the same practice area, but that was a lot to enter the motions to substitute counsel on all these cases to send letters to the clients and his past clients. At that point, it really wasn't really about me. It was about, you know, helping him, you know, transition. And for him, the ability to walk away, the ability for him to uh, spend time with his family, it was worth more than anything, right? The fact that he could do that. There was no amount of money I could have paid him for that. He just wanted time. That's, that's what he wanted. And I was able to do that. And one of the interesting things, in the state of Arkansas, he sent a letter to the bar and said, look, I'm dying and uh, I need to surrender my license. They wouldn't allow that. They, they wanted him to go in front of a judge to declare that he was, was dying. And, and uh, he brought that letter to me and said, this is ridiculous. I don't have time to go see a judge to tell him I'm dying. <laughs> Will you just send him a death certificate? And that's what we ended up doing. It was kind of a weird system. I don't know why they needed it. But in, in our state, that's the way to do it. That, he taught me how to say goodbye. Does that make sense? 
But I'll never forget uh, on this day, on September 18th, 2020, my wife said, hey, uh, husband, can you take the crib and take it to the dumpster? We're done having kids. And I was so elated. After three daughters, I thought that's enough, right? And so I, I get to take this, uh, this crib and disassemble it and throw it away. It's very therapeutic for me to do that. And, and as I'm giving the utility bill to the lady, I see a woman. I thought I recognized her. I wasn't quite sure. Uh, but it wasn't until I got up to the dumpster. I looked inside and I saw all these banker's boxes. Like, what are these banker's boxes doing in here? And I looked a little bit and, and some of them had toppled over. And I, I realized that this was law firm files from an attorney who was retiring. And uh, the check statements were, were out, they had, you know, this duplicate checks and the client names. And I'm thinking, oh my goodness, if you were a thief, this would be a gold mine, right? This particular attorney did a lot of adoption work, which I think is pretty private information and dealt with a lot of kids. And I thought this is terrible, right? We have things like Shredit in Arkansas. I don't think that we don't have those kind of companies. They will actually come to your office and do this for you. So I couldn't understand why. You would think she would know better. You know, how you end things does matter. And she was married to the judge in town. And I'm thinking, you guys have got to know better than this, right? But essentially what they did was they dumped all their files and, and they don't even live in the state anymore. They just got out, right? So to say this is bad is to say that Titanic sustained a little paint damage, right? This is not the way to run our practices. This is not the way to set up the next person for success. The Guild is Maximum Lawyers' community of legal entrepreneurs who are taking their businesses and lives to the next level. As a Guild member, you're granted exclusive access to quarterly in-person events around the country. The next Mastermind is coming up on July 20th and 21st in Denver, Colorado, featuring hot seat sessions and personal coaching with renowned performance coach Jason Selk. This event will give you the opportunity to work directly with Jason, who has helped countless high-performing individuals and teams reach their full potential. During the hot seat sessions, you'll gain valuable insights and learn strategies to help you overcome the challenges you're facing in your practice. For a limited time, you can get your ticket at the lowest early bird price. Head to maxlawevents.com to join now and reserve your spot at the upcoming Guild Mastermind. Statistically speaking, a Rocket Lawyer did a, a study back in 2017 and found that 72% of entrepreneurs do not have a succession plan. And I imagine that number is probably around the same amount of attorneys, right? We are so busy in our practices and, and doing things and we're trying to implement new systems, right? That we forget about having a plan in case something dies. There's a great quote. I worked for an attorney many years ago and he said this. He said, it's not the practice of law, it's the administration of law that's difficult. That's basically what, what maximum lawyer is. It's the administration of law, not the practice of law that we need help with, right? No one's telling you how to file family law cases. It's the administration. And, and this is part of that administration component. There's two main things you got to worry about. You got to worry about incapacity and death, right? I don't know which one is worse. I had a, um, a funeral director tell me it's better to be seen than viewed. I don't know if that's true, but... In, in this context, literally as I was preparing this, one of the attorneys in town had some type of a stroke and ran off the road and hit a tree, had to be airlifted to a hospital, right? And he was out for, th for three weeks. And he was a solo. I don't know what his plan was, but you got to be uh, careful. Uh, there is short-term and long-term disability. That's beyond the scope of this presentation. 
but those things can happen suddenly, right? Like an airplane falling out of the sky is pretty sudden. And like my partner, you know, he had some indication. He had a year and a year goes by pretty quickly. The truth is no one in this room knows when they've seen more sunsets than they'll ever see, right? We don't know. If I had a crystal ball, it'd be amazing. I'd tell you exactly what to do. Those expiration dates that were given to us, you just don't know, right? So you got to have some type of plan. As you're planning, you got to prepare for four different individuals. The first is you got to think about your employees, right? Many of them have stuck with you. They've helped you. Some of them are associates. You know, their main concern is, do I still have a job? For me, one of the ways I try to set them up for success is to make sure that my payroll is set three or four months in the future. I like to do that because I'm lazy and I don't like to do it every month, but it's already set. So if I did die on the way home, they're at least going to get paid for three or four months. I don't know if they'll, they'll actually work, but they got money coming in, right? So you got to have some income in the bank to do that. I don't know if you've uh, thought about this, but you know, they're going to have to find another job eventually, right? Put a reference letter for him. You know, dear future employer, uh, if you're reading this, I'm sad to report that I've passed and cannot highly recommend so-and-so has been a great employee. Put that in your file so they have something. I mean, how impressive would that be to their new employer to know that was the reason why they left? Simple. Takes, you know, five minutes. Do it for all your employees. Your clients are also concerned, right? Because they have legal matters. They've paid your retainers. They have case files and confidentiality. So I mentioned in my bio, my wife's a medical provider and and, uh, very smart, very brilliant. But when it comes to law, she has zero interest, right? She would not even know where to begin. And having done estate planning now for 10 years, talked to thousands of families, okay? The number one goals my clients have are, I don't want to leave a mess for my family. That's their number one goal. And the number one thing that children say, you know, is I don't even know where to start, right? is no plan. Those are the two scariest things to hear. I don't know uh, where to start, right? So you got to think about your family. For them, you got to think about, you know, how to make it simple. And when I was a solo, I had an agreement with an attorney in town that he would take over uh, my uh, case files, right? And I know the struggle is all of us think, well, that attorney doesn't do as well as I do, right? We all think that, and that kind of prevents us from reaching out to them, that no one could take care of the clients the way that, that we do, right? But the truth is cemeteries are full of irreplaceable attorneys, right? Your clients will go somewhere else. They will find somebody else, right? So you've got to make sure that you have an attorney that can help with that transition process. Also, third parties, you got utility accounts, right? They, you got to pay them to keep the lights on, right? And so our, com- our firm uses OnePass. I don't know if you heard about it. I really like it because you can set up manage folders. And so for the utility accounts, they have all that information. They've got notes in there so I can share that with them and updated as need be, right? So it's a great way. If I die, they've got access to those things. So what can you do today? I think number one, philosophy, you've got to impress upon your people to have all the files in such a way that if you died, if they died, that somebody could pick it up and be able to take that file and work it, okay? And so encourage them not just to put notes in there, but the question is, what are we waiting on? Are we waiting on a deadline? Are we waiting on the court? Are we waiting on you know, a client to get us something. So there's something in there about how the case, the next step in the case file. Very, very important. Make sure your IELTA accounting is up to date. So someone has access to, to that information. List your utilities. You got to do that. Make sure all your hearings 
are on the calendar. I don't know why, but I, but some some attorneys have different systems, and I'm like, you you gotta put it all in one place, right? Because that that was helpful to me because when I filed motions for all the hearings that were set on my partner's calendar, it was very simple to do that, right? I had access to his calendar. I already mentioned setting up a payroll, uh, three to four months. But the bottom line is it's about mindset. It's about talking about it, thinking about it, and doing a plan. Many of us, the problem is we want a perfect plan before we do anything, right? And a lot of times that just, it doesn't happen. So my advice is a good succession plan that is done is better than a perfect one that never gets done, right? Don't let your families be the ones who say, well, this is what dad or mom wanted, right? This is how they wanted it to go. Put it in writing. It takes a little bit of time. And so the key documents, so at the end of uh, my next slide, I have a QR code where if you put your name and email address, I'll email you my documents, redacted it, but of all these documents for you, okay, to give you a head start. You don't have to reinvent the wheel here, but it's for informational purposes only. I'm not warranting, you know, it's going to work in all states. But uh, the first thing is a checklist of what does your family and in my case, I have an associate attorney. What are the first things that they have to do? Prioritize that for them, break it down so they know who to call and they have that information. Okay. Number two, a business power of attorney. So if I have a stroke, very common in my family, all the men have strokes when they're 75, right? So I'm probably not going to be flying a plane in my, when I'm 75. Have a business power of attorney so that my employee, my associate, she has access to the bank account. She has some access. We set up a separate firm expense account, but the main one, I'm the only one that's on there. Okay. I foolishly asked, uh, I asked the the bank, I said, now, can I put a beneficiary on this business account, uh, like a POD? We do that a lot of times in estate planning. And she laughed at me and she said, well, businesses don't die. And I thought, oh, I, I didn't think about that. So you've got to have a power of attorney. You've got to have documents that allow for your people to access uh, that account. Okay. Agreement to close practice. This was important. Into December every year, we're cash basis. So we have to pay taxes on what's in our account. Kind of stinks. But in January, you have retained earnings, right? And so I worked out an agreement with how much of that retained earnings is part of the buyout to my wife. Does that make sense? I didn't want that all to just go to the firm, but there's significant amount of money in there. And I didn't want that just to think, oh, that's all yours, right? To have that buyout. Now it's not perfect, but the fact that my wife doesn't have a, a bunch of grief, it was definitely worth it. I got a confidentiality and non-disclosure agreement and a letter uh, from the attorney uh, to clients, which is very helpful. I want to set up my associate for success. So there's a letter that says, hey, I have died. I have the utmost confidence in my associate and you'll love working with her. And I appreciate you being a client. I can't tell you a better way to set someone else up for success. So I thank you all for your good attention. I hope that helped. If you have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out to me. A last quote I have for you, it's not the load that breaks you, it's how you carry it. And I love Maximum Lawyer because it teaches all of us how to carry that load just a little bit better. So don't ever hesitate to reach out to me. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. To stay in contact with your host and to access more content, Go to MaximumLawyer.com Have a great week and catch you next time.